0: Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.
1: Good afternoon and welcome to Engage for Success Radio show number 384, The Importance of Belonging. Today we're going to be talking about why employee engagement has to be a priority for all organisations right now. The twenty 2021 global pandemic, economic dislocation and the rise of the Black Lives Matter movement are all having a major impact on what we're looking for in an employer right now. Key to navigating this change successfully is is all feeling a sense of belonging in the organisation and the importance of belonging in contributing to employee engagement can't be overstated. On the show, we're discussing those challenges and identifying some practical ways to help the CEO access genuine real-time insight into employee engagement and create a proper platform for genuine inclusivity. I'm Joe Dodds, your host for today. I'm an engagement consultant working within the Engage Success core team. The Engage Success movement is an inclusive movement committed to the idea that there is a better way to work by releasing more of the capability and potential of people at work. We spread the word about employee engagement and shine a light on good practice, inspiring people and workplaces to thrive. And we're widely supported across the UK involving the public, private and third sectors, if you go to our website engageofsuccess.org, you can use the link at the bottom of the page to join our newsletter list and all our social media links are there too. My guest today is Ritu McCart Mahanka, and said that the wrong way around, Head of Strategy and Business Development EMEA at Glint, which is part of LinkedIn. So welcome Ritu, thank you for joining me. Oh. Let me see if I can make that audio work. Let's try that again. Are you there I'm here oh good sorry there's, there's always something that goes wrong with this uh, the microphone as we just start So let's try that again oh. welcome thanks for joining me
0: <laughs> thank you for having me Joe
1: lovely so start by telling us a bit about yourself and your background and, and how you got to your current role
0: so I work at an employee engagement leader Glind, where I head up business development across EMEA Now I'm based in London, but originally I come from Kolkata, India, though I worked and lived all over Europe, including Paris, Munich, and Vienna. And most of my career I have spent in senior leadership positions, leading teams in companies such as Connexa, which which is now part of IBM, and now Glynd, sourcing and executing enterprise-level technology solutions in a myriad of sectors for the largest global organizations. But essentially, the focus has been around employee engagement. How do we help organizations drive employee engagement and create a unique employee experience in the organizations? And right now, in the turmoil of what we are all facing, employee engagement is becoming a critical one for organizations, allowing them to connect with their people, both in the midst of lockdowns, but also on the road to recovery. And with such uncertainty and disruption, Joe, it's vital that people feel heard and involved. And our customers are repeatedly telling us that listening to the employees has really given their leaders much better insights into what people need most during the times of stress and rapid change like this to help them adapt, be happier and more successful.
1: Absolutely. We had a meeting today, our, our Wicked Thinkers group within the movement, and we were only talking then about how a number of sort of senior leaders are, are, are coming out with quite bold statements there was the chief executive uh, last week i think talking about saying you know we'll all be back in the office you know that's the way it's going to be and we were reflecting that uh some of these statements don't always seem to have included asking the their people <laughs> what they would prefer yeah. moving forward so absolutely vital so tell us a bit about glint and its people success platform and why we need a people-centric model of of gathering feedback. And I'm particularly interested as well in, in the fact that I'm sure many of our listeners probably don't realize uh, who Glint are and the fact that actually they're mm. part of LinkedIn. So tell us a bit more.
0: Absolutely. Thank you, Joe. Um, you know, again, the importance of engagement can't be overstated. Everyone knows that engagement strategies have proven to contribute to many key ROI metrics such as talent retention, innovation, customer loyalty, and overall workplace culture. Glint's people success platform is an agile, modern-serving platform providing real-time people data to help global organizations increase engagement, develop their people, and improve results. And our mission, which is really clear, is to help people be happier and more successful at work. And the second piece of that and is it the execution of that, the realization of that, which is how we bring together people science, technology, and really beautiful, I like to say, effective user experience to not just make insights easier, but to make habit change happen. And as you alluded to, yes, Clint is now part of LinkedIn. And one of the most significant integrations we've done very successfully for our managers is when managers get the insights, they also get LinkedIn learning path with them. So they know the what and the why, but they also know the how. How do they get better at this? Some, some of the customers include leading brands like United Airlines, Intuitive, and Sky. And brands have really traditionally struggled to engage with employees properly. And agile platforms such as Glint really help them to connect back to their employees. And back to the point you made, Joe, if you don't have the insights, it's very difficult for organizations to constantly make those statements. It's about having these insights in an agile fashion. Yes, lovely. And when you say
1: agile, what when we talk about survey sort of employee voice type Tools on on the platform on, on the show. We um, you know we have lots of discussions about you know having sort of annual surveys or or um, pulse surveys mm-hmm. or things more regularly and all that sort of thing. What what's the sort of uh, shape of, of how things work within Glint?
0: Yeah, we are real believers that it it has to be frequent and to, for it to be yeah. frequent, it needs to feel that you have a technology that's agile enough to really sort of help you fit with your company strategy and your business strategy. Our Mm -hmm. 700 plus customers today, the average number of surveys they would send per per year on employee engagement, as in the number of check-ins holistically on employee engagement was about three. In 2020, it's been seven. And most of that's driven by what happened in March 2020, which was COVID. Yeah, yes. So tell us
1: why you think employee engagement has got to be a priority for organizations right now. It's obviously something we've talked about for, for many years, and I guess almost every year we have a an angle on why it's really important, and we've got a Absolutely. massive one at the moment. Tell us more about your thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure we'll come to some insights later, but let me tell you why it's important right now. Right now, we are all faced with some fairly profound changes to our day-to-day lives, such as whether it's enforced working from home and reduced social contact. We all have health concerns or childcare challenges, worries about health and most importantly, future uncertainty. So it's really important for managers to check in first and foremost on how people are doing. Consistent, thoughtful conversations between managers and employees will help organizations support each employee as they work through their individual circumstances. Simple habits like regular conversations have truly outsized impact on people's success. And managers who are in the habit of having these regular conversations with their people have more focused, much more committed, and better supported teams. And importantly, doing simple things like jumping on a short video call to discuss top of mind issues can really help avoid work and personal issues spiraling. And sending out these regular engagement surveys really helps feed into, into these conversations the employee engagement survey process also contributes to employees feeling involved in having a voice. Particularly right now, people want to feel a sense of connection. They want to feel really that they belong. And from our surveying work across 2020, one of the clearest insights that emerged was how grateful employees are for being simply for being asked on how they're doing and what support they need right now. Yes, absolutely.
1: And I guess it's it sort of, different modalities for different scenarios so we talk about how important mm-hmm. it is that our managers talk to their employees but also that there's a, a, a an opportunity to ask more sort of formal questions I suppose it's interesting I've just done a, a survey before we came on here from a, a, a local theatre um, asking about mm-hmm. stuff that happened over the time that uh, we've been on lockdown and it as I went through it, it just struck me that survey When you run surveys, you've got to get the questions so right and you've got to be so sort of appropriate to to the situation. You know, the questions they were asking me weren't quite appropriate for me. So it was a really not a very good experience. Um, So tell us a bit more about using surveys as an important part of finding out what people think and, and what the benefits are of that as opposed to or alongside talking to people sort of face to face or using the videos that you talked about.
0: Absolutely, Joe. It is 100% about conversational, relevant questions for employees, not just what organizations Mm -hmm. think they want to ask. And, you know, I was mentioning about these customers who have moved from almost three to seven pulses a year. And these customers took their regular check-ins and employee engagement, which they do because they never know. We know what they might learn. So it's always good to ask. And they complemented those with some deep dives for example, five questions on your well-being, your resources, your situation at home, to truly understand how we can respond right now to the needs that you have. And we had some customers do that in some really impactful and quick ways within days of getting feedback, doing things like adjusting flex work policies, seeing patterns in the narrative intelligence that truly suggested burnout was going to increase and giving the whole company a day off. So our advice Mm -hmm. really is right now is that you, if you don't, if you have a scheduled survey upcoming, revisit the content to ensure that each question still feels really relevant, and you're also covering important aspects of connectedness, belonging, well-being, and flexibility. And if you don't mm-hmm. have a short survey or pulse schedule in the next month or so, consider doing so because that's what people need—a quick check-in. Because only mm-hmm. then you can use those insights to have meaningful conversations with your people.
1: Mm-hmm. How quickly. Did that happen when things sort of happened a year ago in terms of people doing sort of surveys, more surveys and different types of surveys? You, you said, you know, people went from asking, organizations went from asking three times to seven times or sort of on average through that time. How quickly did mm. that change and how did you see that change and work
0: throughout the year? I remember the date of March last year when suddenly COVID hit pandemic hits a hit all, and every single organization that Lint works with came that in 24 hours, we need to launch something to understand employees are worried about, what they're anxious about, how can we support them? Even those organizations who weren't truly foul service completely pivoted towards that mentality and the mindset of, we've got to do this, we've got to keep it agile and relevant, and it can't wait for months, it's got to be on every month. So we can check in and stay very topical and relevant to our employees. Mm. Mm.
1: I wonder how many organisations out there hadn't really been fans of surveys prior to that, and
0: suddenly realised that they needed
1: to get to you know thousands of people in their organizations.
0: Indeed, we have. I mean, we've come across so many customers We used to do one survey a year prior to COVID. And suddenly they have completely changed mindset to saying, gosh, we never thought we're going to change or transform so quickly. But here we are. And isn't everyone there? Everyone's in the same journey right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We were somebody was telling us today again at that Wicked Thinkers um, call about um, I think it was an ambulance service saying that they they made more changes in two weeks than they'd been able to make Mm -hmm. in two years right at the beginning of of COVID because they just sort of had to do that. What sort of things yes. did you see happening with your organizations where they 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 sort of started to make changes quickly and, and do more than they might have done prior to that as a result of you know putting those surveys out to find out what was happening within their workforces?
0: Absolutely. Let me before that, let me give you some insights that we've gleaned over the last twelve months. We've collected about nine million data points. And we've been tracking the impact of COVID-19 on employee well-being and sense of connection across 2020, Um, gathering, as I said, millions of data points on feelings of burnout and happiness at work. And one of the clearest insights was how grateful employees are for being asked how they're doing. And our latest analysis shows that employee happiness at work rose 5.4% in December 2020 compared to December 2019. So despite the odds, Employees were actually happier at work at the end of 2020 than they were at end of 20, 2019. That's we think that yeah, we and we think really that many companies increasing support for employees over the past year through health and well-being initiatives, the rise in happiness at work may reflect employees' sense of gratitude and the relief for having job security in these turbulent times. People have also asked themselves, where can I find support, focus, yeah. on refuge? And so many that place has been work. And at the same time, feelings of burnout remain worryingly high. Burnout risks have been trending up upward year over year, spiking in late March 2020 and climbing up by nearly 4% between August and December 2020. And burnout levels across different industries reached record high, particularly in manufacturing where it was 86% increased last year. And there is also, we're seeing a real, a, a certain, certainly a gender difference here as well with a survey of LinkedIn members showing that women reported experiencing overwhelming workloads 20% more frequently than men. And in smaller organizations, the gender divide was more marked with women expressing concerns about these pressures 28% more frequently than men. And finally, women in management positions and above are 41% more likely to be reporting these issues over male colleagues. An employee's sense of connection at work also declined significantly in recent months, with Some 41% of employees saying remote working has made them feel less connected to their colleagues. And these insights is when organizations glean those insights, they've been able to pivot and quickly change and put strategies in place to be able to help their employees feel a sense of connection, a sense of belonging, making sure that they can look after their mental well-being and and not get burnt out. Um, And those are some of the trends we have been seeing. Mm,
1: mm,
0: That's interesting.
1: I think, I suppose it's, it's stuff that, We're not surprised to hear, and it's it's certainly the narrative Mm -hmm. sort of out there, isn't it, It, that sort of women are taking on a a higher sort of burden with the the homeschooling as well as the the work and so on, Um, and Mm -hmm. the the narrative around burnouts. But it was so interesting to hear about the the sort of happiness um, rating um, (laughs) in comparison. Why do you think that is? I mean, that's probably a bit of an off-piste Question. Um, I guess you don't know, but it's it's they, the two things seem quite opposite to each other, don't they?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think our view is mainly because companies have been really shown in the sort of the face of adversity how to look after yeah. their employees, how to check in with them. That has really meant a lot to employees. Gosh, my my organization really cares about my well-being. They're constantly asking me and checking on me. And I think that has really helped employees feel a real purpose and a sense of connection. Whilst they don't feel a sense of connection so much to their colleagues anymore, This they do feel a sense of purpose to the organization they work for. And I think that probably is one of the biggest reasons. And also probably sort of gratitude for being, you know, having a job, having some mm-hmm. level of job security has been probably one of the contributors to overall happiness yes. being risen in 2020.
1: Yes. And I wonder if as well, it's it's the fact that we're sort of able to externalize the issue. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, the burnout and, and the taking on the extra responsibilities, the homeschooling, all that sort of stuff is is as a result of the situation, not as a result of the organization. And as you say, as the organizations are, you know, in lots of cases, trying to do things to improve the environment, despite what's going on, I guess that gives them, you know, sort of much more... Um Kudos mm-hmm. from the employees for the fact that you know you know regardless of what's happening, we're trying really hard to help you. We understand you know we all understand that it's still difficult, but the organization yep. is doing a lot more or seeming to do a lot more than than perhaps in the past
0: absolutely, absolutely. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm. I spoke well at the, at the beginning. Uh, there were lots of analogies to the whole sort of war thing, wasn't there? I guess we're all in it together, and we're all trying to support yeah. each other. Maybe that's helped the organisations in some way as well.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. We're all in it together, and that's why that sense of purpose is so critical. If employees yeah. feel that sense of purpose and connection, they tend to feel report that at least they report that they are happier working at that organisation. Yes. Yeah.
1: So some organizations aren't getting it right. And, you know, generally (laughs) um, we've we've had, you know, challenges um, throughout. Um, Why are some brands not getting it right? And what suggestions have you got for organizations to really sort of keep employee engagement
0: front and center of what they're doing? Great question. We think that when brands don't get this right, it's down to a number of pretty outdated assumptions, or as I call it, myths about how to create engagement programs. Mm -hmm. Some brands and organizations think that moving to a more frequent pulsing model, which is certainly what we would recommend as you've heard me say several times, particularly during this current crisis, they think it's too time consuming and demanding, especially if you're running frequent checks across a global organization. However, as I have said this again, I'll say it again, agile modern survey platforms allows you to pulse your entire population, employees, in a matter of moments, not even days, but moments. And brands also worry that frequent pulsing leads to survey fatigue and low response rates. Absolutely not. Employees don't have a problem with giving feedback more regularly. What they really have an issue with is being asked too many questions, back to your point, Joe, around questions, and their employer not taking action. One of our customers, Fortune 500 company, DCP Midstream, one of the largest natural gas processing companies in the U.S., they told us, for example, that surveys, you know, their employees said, surveys make me feel like DCP wants to know my opinion. The thing I love working working here is that our leaders are taking action and doing something with the results. Another myth that holds firms back is thinking that action takes months after surveys are closed. Some HR teams say they can only survey every two years this they sort of have enough time to drive action planning and change. Let's forget action planning. Let's start talking about action taking. With uh-huh. the right technology, taking action and survey results should be a real-time activity. If CHRO at a nonprofit health system, Crisis Health, they he's commented, we finished a survey on a Friday, and that Monday, we already had action plans rolled out and our CEO was fully engaged. And one mm. more myth I would highlight is that the belief that surveys need to pose a large number of questions to get real insights. We did a lot of, glinted a lot of research with Stanford University and with various other independent HR experts. And we've explored that data concerning engagement and employee experience. And the conclusion is that you don't need to ask 50, 60, 70 questions to get to the heart of engagement. You can cover 90% of variant by single item measure and augmenting that with open comment view. So if you append an open field to each question, that gives you the real source of employee insight. And by using survey technology that employs AI to analyze employees' unstructured comment, you can get really good insights. And in our experience, organizations are doing the best job of fostering connection among their employees are thinking very differently. First, they're giving employees a voice through frequent feedback pulses. What one group needs for connection or to overcome burnout is likely different from another. So one size fits all also doesn't work. For example, a non- knowledge worker logging countless hours from home may be concerned about prioritization and workload, but an essential worker may be more worried about threats to health and safety. Understanding employees' unique experiences is the best way to build strategies for creating connections and overcoming burnout. And what better way to do this is then by asking your employees for their feedback so you can make meaningful changes
1: yes absolutely and I think it's also about getting the employees to actually be part of that action taking themselves I think the organizations okay. that see you know a survey and feedback as something that they then have to take on as a big task and deliver mm-hmm. to their people are the ones that sort of struggle with it it's interesting what you said about um, sort of frequency and complaining about it. Things happening too often uh, many years ago when I was in corporate, I worked for a um, a big uh, DIY chain who absolutely lived and died by quarterly surveys and they mm-hmm. and that was in the days when most companies were doing them once every few years, as you said and it was wow. it was a real focus on performance being connected to the results of the survey and the actions that happened as a result of it and it, it drove a lot of activity. And then I remember a few years ago having a, a conversation with a number of, um, in this case, public sector organisations, and they were saying exactly what you'd said, you know, we can't do the survey more often than once a year because we don't have time to implement any of the changes that come out of it. And it was a really interesting conversation because those two companies had a completely, or two organisations had a completely different sort of perspective on it. And, you, you, you know, I'll leave you to guess which one was working better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. Absolutely. And, And, you know, Joe, sorry, sorry, carry on. Yeah, no, you carry on. No, so I was just saying, and, and, you know, this is, you know, you mentioned this company that you work for. Perhaps one of the things that organizations forget is just empower your managers, give them the technology, the tools, and the insights and let them drive the ship. Give them the ownership and accountability and move it away from HR. You know, managers own over half of high-impact practices that build a culture of whether it's learning or feedback or development, they play such a critical role in improving it. And simple habits, if you can give managers data, and they are the ones who will drive this habit of using insights, which fuels a great conversation. That's all you need is a progressive organization. Mm-hmm. And what are your thoughts about when
1: a survey has happened of of whatever type or frequency, the sort of next steps in terms of turning it into action? So you you talked about the organization that said, you know, they did it one week and started it the next. What's that sort of initial step within organizations that works really well to to get people moving?
0: Get the data into the hands of the managers as quickly as As possible. possible. that That is as simple as that. If organizations do that successfully and not try to wordsmith it and, you know, cascade approach, in which takes weeks, the data is old. You find excuses. Mm-hmm. So get it in the hands of managers as quickly as possible and empower them to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. even the idea of employees seeing that my manager has shared the results of the pulse with me and we're having a discussion, that leads to employees feeling the perception of actions being already taken, even if you don't actually put an action plan together. Mm.
1: I think your comments about the AI analysis as well is really key because, again, back in the day, it it, it would take a a whole mammoth amount of work to turn (laughs) open-ended questions into something useful, whereas now the the technology does that for you, doesn't it?
0: Absolutely, yeah. We, We can actually look at comments in 70 languages in real time. And we claim a very high level of accuracy of almost 89%. And to put that in context. So that's almost equivalent to three human beings reading those comments. And that's mm-hmm. where if you have a good piece of technology that can empower and enable you as an organization, this whole myth of, gosh, it takes too long, gosh, what about action planning, gosh, survey fatigue, they, they truly become myths. Yes. Yes.
1: We're just going to the last few minutes of the show. What do you think is going to happen in the future in regards to employee engagement this is your, this is your prediction.
0: <laughs> yes, it's exciting times ahead. No, as never before we had thought that employee surveys or employee check ins would become more important. And I don't know if you've seen the recent announcement, but we've just recently integrated Glyn with Microsoft Viva, creating a platform where you can truly look at employee feedback and collaboration data in one place. Viva allows organizations to combine de-identified, really important to mention that, and aggregated employee feedback from Glint on how people feel So that's sort of active data with de-identified aggregated collaboration data from Microsoft Viva insights on how people work. And that's a very powerful combination that will truly unlock very different and new insights that will help leaders deeply understand what are the key aspects of employee experience And most importantly, identify concrete and objective ways to improve it. Such Mm -hmm. rich, actionable insights that Microsoft Viva makes possible will, I think, usher in a very new and a whole new understanding of the value of employee engagement. And that's where we are with employee engagement. We've moved from passive surveying to active surveying and responding, integrating our platform not only with collaboration data, but with suggested actions for managers and for training via LinkedIn Learning, as I mentioned earlier. And that way, employees truly feel heard and their concerns are acted upon.
1: That sounds like this amazing new world.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed.
1: <laughs> it's, here. It's, it's here, or almost here, from what you said. So uh, that, that's yep, just... It's uh, here. Yeah, yeah. It uh, just sounds... I mean, the sophistication compared to, you know, only a few years ago just sounds amazing.
0: It is. It's truly exciting times, and it's only it's only going to get even more progressive as, as time goes by.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much, Ritu, for joining me today. It's been really interesting talking to you, and um, we'll we'll have to book you in for another year or two's time to see how the lie of the land has, is in another <laughs> in another year of uh, what we're all dealing with at the moment. I guess things have galloped so fast in the last year for all sorts of reasons so it'll be interesting to see you know in another year or two where where you are with with glint then
0: absolutely i'd love that joe and thank you so much for having me today this last 25 minutes has gone past so quickly it
1: has hasn't it lovely thank you so just to let you know joe moffat will be back uh, next week with kate as i sh- no, i don't know how to say her name is he sh- is it chai is he chai i tried to look it up today but i couldn't find it anywhere so i'm sure she'll tell you how you pronounce it next week who's a global internal comms consultant and host of the engagement express podcast so joe will be back next week
0: engage for success radio Raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work.